Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Duke fans. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I am Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by the landlord, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you this fine Sunday? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I had an interesting night yesterday. I'm in Houston, and I got a chance to go to the rodeo. Um, so it was my first time actually you know, doing a, a real big rodeo. Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma. We had smaller versions. Yeah. But, uh, I bought some boots, and I, I made a mistake in putting the boots on as – I was going to the actual rodeo versus like trying to break them in yeah. and things like that. So all the three and a half, four hour walking had my feet barking. <laughs> I bet you maybe have some blisters. I don't know. Or is it like, yeah, 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 yeah. I should have, I should have did better with that, but Lesson it was learned. a good time other than that. <laughs> well, good, good. Yeah. Was that at NRG stadium or where was it down there? Yeah. yeah. It was right outside like the NRG stadium uh, yeah. where the Houston Texans play. And uh, so it was, it was pretty cool to actually see. It was a big uh, cookoff. Uh, competitions. Everybody's trying to figure out who got the best barbecue. Why you over oh. tasting everybody's different barbecue? So it was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. Good stuff. Well, maybe yeah. you'll, you know, maybe I said NRG because maybe you'll be back there in April. That's where the oh, final yep. four is. Final four. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. So uh, that's what everybody's shooting for, and Duke is shooting right. for right now. Four right. wins in a row, seven wins in the last nine games. Uh, nobody's hotter in the ACC right now than Duke, and. Uh, right. That's what the team's been working toward all year, and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit here. Obviously, on this edition of the podcast, we're going to break down the the win over Virginia Tech uh, Saturday night at Cameron and made Duke 15-0 at home and look forward to Tuesday night's second game of this two-game revenge tour against NC State uh, as they try to avenge that loss just like they avenged the loss earlier on the road to the Hokies. But before we get any further, I want to remind everybody that uh, the Believe in Duke podcast is sponsored, as always, by Bet Online. Uh, we appreciate their support from the very beginning here. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Duke is, uh, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, they're they're playing really well. Uh, uh, they've really found, uh, against Virginia Tech, they shot, it was their best shooting night of the season, 56.6%. You were there in Atlanta the last time they shot that well. That was the season high at that point when they beat Georgia Tech. So, Boy, this offense is really cooking, isn't it? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, 56, 57% from two, uh, 39% from three. Uh, just the way that they're clicking right now, it's been a joy to watch them because uh, obviously it's late in the season. You can see that the progression has gone throughout the whole journey of the season, has you know taken this you know, step backs here and there. But now the first game of this revenge tour, has been a great thing to watch because I see the spacing is, you know, unbelievable. Like where people know once they get into a certain you know, space or window, like Jimmy Roach, when he actually uh, uh, drives the ball, 
You have Derek Lively on the baseline. You have uh, Mark uh, Mitchell kind of slashing to the basket. You have guys out on the three-point line to kind of help bail out. But the fact that you see people actually executing plays, um, that's been a big thing where they executing plays, where you're getting pieces of their man when they actually setting screens. And now it's all of a sudden it's becoming more and more like, you know, just like a, um, a fine oil, you know, ram machine. Yeah. And this is the right time to actually click. So right now it's been great to watch this, you know, this team play. But yeah, you said it um, before I, I couldn't even do it. I was like, yes, revenge tour has commenced. <laughs> revenge tour has commenced. So it's been great to watch this, uh, this team actually uh, take uh, Couture out. Cause yes. you know, Couture had 12, um, 12 threes last night, last night they played. The last, the last two games combined. Yeah, yeah the last two yes. games that they played. And yes. the fact that, uh, we took that Proctor was mostly on him, uh, defending him. You know, they kind of switch off sometimes, but m- most of the time it was Proctor. So it was very great to see a young kid getting that exi- assignment because, you know, he did kill us, you know, last time we played there, um, what, eight, nine games ago? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and now we're, yeah. yeah, now we won six of the last eight uh, since the last time we played. So it was a different team that they actually played. But the defense – I can't say much. I can't say more about the defense because it's been great to watch. I mean, Mark Mitchell with his energy, his quick hands, active hands, uh, Proctor taking that big lead on a guy like that. I think Couture had what? What? Um, he, had two four, he had four shot baskets, attempts. Right? Yeah, he but he only, he only made two, right? Right. Yep. Two out of four. Two out of four. Yeah, which is which is a, a great thing because he's he's averaging uh, you know well in double figures. And speaking of double figures, we had all five starting guys in double figures. For the second game in a row. Yeah, yeah, second yeah. Game in a row. Yeah, you you talked about the connectedness on offense. Mm-hmm. To me, that's one of the greatest examples is you got all five starters uh, scoring in double figures two games in a row. I and mean, that's that's a lot of weapons for other teams to have to worry about. They can't, you know, try to focus just on Jeremy Roach. You know, you try to collapse on him. He's going to kick it out. Crocker's hitting three-pointers now. Mitchell's hitting slashes, going slashing. And like you said, he and Lively down low. Uh, Mitchell had 17 points last night when one of his – Really, one of his better games of the season, and uh, again, he's playing great defense too. So many weapons now. And Lively had thirteen, and really, that's he keeps getting better and better on the offensive end, doesn't he? He looks more and more comfortable down there. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, uh, you see that he's slipping out. He's reading the defensive uh, schemes against the uh, pick and rolls. So it was a uh, he got the first dunk of the game, I believe, mm-hmm. and then either the second or third play, he came back and he got a, a drop off pass for another dunk. And the way he's moving and being uh, active, he's reading the plays before it develops. So you can see that the maturity level has uh, risen in him because of, you know, his play throughout the whole year. So it's been great to watch this guy play as well. Um, And then an interesting fact, I didn't know um, Coach John Shire now is the Duke's winning his first year coach in uh, Duke history. In in home games. Like, you know, 80 years, 80 years, it hasn't been uh, broken. between, I think I did my little research, where it was like uh, two coaches back in uh, 40, uh, 1942 and also uh, 51, Harold Bradley and uh, Gerald uh, Gerard, which, you know, both of them won 20 games. But yeah, yeah, and he's got 21 now. Yes, yeah, 21 now, yeah. So uh, 21 games, you no know, 12 and 6 in the ACC. Uh, it's, it's great to see that, you know, something like that happened with John being his first year and they undefeated, you know, knock on wood, undefeated, you know, so far in, uh, in, in Cameron. 15 and 0 at home. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, and this won't happen, but there was a little bit of talk last night, a couple of people on press row talking about 
you know, John Shire should get some attention for coach of the year in the ACC. Now he won't get it because it's Duke, but you know, Capel obviously has done well with Pitt. Kevin Keats at NC State. I'm not saying that, that he's better than them, but he should be in the conversation because look at how he's developed his team. Look at where they were in January, right, 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 and where they are now at the end. The whole thing is you're supposed to be playing your best ball at the end of the year, right? And they're right. doing it. They're playing better than anybody. Playing better than Virginia. Look at Virginia last night. They lost it. You know, Miami lost at home to had 25 point lead. Lost at home uh, to Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, <laughs> what a job John's done. Really, seriously. No, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, a team that he's taken on himself his first year, especially as a young team with as many freshmen that we have, and turning that around. You know, granted they are talented freshmen, but they're still freshmen. And yeah. the fact that he's able to uh, take his bumps and bruises early on. And now when the time's really counting, we're really hitting our stride right now. And it's the most important time to hit your stride, which is going into the end of the season of the conference, as well as the conference tournament and hopefully into um, uh, March Madness. And all the injuries they dealt with, you know, it took a while correct, to find correct, correct. You know, to find a starting lineup. He stuck with this lineup now for nine games in a row and has Whitehead and Grandison coming off the bench and Young. Um, so he's found people's roles. And, you know, when things went, well, he went sideways in, in January. Uh, and then again, the Miami loss earlier this month, like that, that could have, you know, you can get in the ditches, you know, and not get back out. Right. Yeah. It could uh, really deter you from, you know, what you're actually really trying to, you know, achieve and uh, shout out to, you know, the coaching staff on how they was able to kind of get these young guys and staying in what they were trying to teach and what they're trying to believe in. And I think that was a great thing, you know, for them to happen. Uh, uh, speaking of Whitehead, cause you brought him up. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, this is just kind of a, you know, a two game kind of slide on offense end because he's not performing like he did. Uh, what was it? Um, Syracuse. Three yeah, he had four ago. threes. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. four threes against Syracuse. And then the last two games, he's like two and nine and now one and five mm-hmm. on the offense end. I mean, he's been playing, uh, you know, good defense. I think uh, uh, Debbie Antonelli was like, oh, he's a disruptor. And, you know, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, he's kind of like a disruptor and everything. But the fact that he's not producing on the offensive end as he did before, I'm hoping that that's not, you know, kind of mentally getting to him and he's going to be slide to a punk. So uh, with that being said, I was, I was kind of watching that. I'm like, well, he seems, you know, from TV watching, he seems he's still in good spirits. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that that's not something he's kind of thinking of and all of a sudden becomes bigger problem when we are all playing well right now. Right. Yeah, that is one little area of the game that's, He's had a little slippage over the last two after shooting really well before. So I have to think he'll, he's probably due for a big game here. Again, he'll, uh, the law of average is right. He's probably going to hit it up again, but you're right. A young kid, uh, you know, it's just a freshman and has gone through a lot this year with injuries, two big injuries that uh, if you get in a shooting slump, sometimes that can take away other parts of your game. So uh, we'll see how, how he does that going forward, especially as we look to this next game uh, with, with NC state, because their guards, are so good. Jar Carroll Joyner and Tracavian Smith, uh, Casey Morsell, they really tore up Duke back in January. And I think we, I mean, it's clear this is a different Duke team than it was that night at PNC Arena. There's no question about it. Uh, you mentioned Proctor and his defense on Couture. He is going to, um, uh, he really took on that assignment with Couture. I mean, he wanted it. Shire said it was almost like they didn't have to tell anybody like how important it was to guard Couture. And and Tyrese just accepted it and like, okay, we're gonna do this. And he was, I watched him, he was following him all over the half court. Like he never got free. And in fact, he had four shots and three turnovers. 
that's that's a big deal. So I say that all to say because he's going to have an assignment on probably Turquavian Smith. Uh, if not him, it's going to be Jarkel Joyner, one of the other ones. And uh, it's going to be a big assignment for him. But, boy, he has grown so much that he seems like he's ready to to take that on. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, for him to want that matchup, you know, before John even, uh, you know, assigned it to him, that's a great, you know, start for how he is taking ownership on, uh, yeah, he did this last time. Now, you know what, it's my, you know, my, my turn to actually, you know, turn the tables on him. And for that to happen this game and him have a great result from that, going into the next game, because he has multiple, you know, he has multiple guards that actually, you know, guard. So he's, he can't really kind of, Relax, because no matter if he's guarding one player or the other player, he's always got somebody you know kind of that's capable of going off. And uh, you know, don't forget about Big Boy down there too, because he uh, he had a pretty good game against us uh, last time as well. Uh, but then again, I saw him play two other games, and he gave some other <laughs> other teams some problems as well. He is DJ Burns. <laughs> DJ Burns is Burns. Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. really so, well. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's a, he's a big guy. Um, so I'm hoping that flip. You know, he gets started early this game. Um, you know, he had three points with like six and a half minutes left in the go uh, left in the game uh, before he kind of got a dunk and got him going to get to, you know his twelve points at the end of the game. But I'm hoping that you know we don't have a slow start. You know, for the next game, and that's something that we can't afford to do um, with this young team because as great as we're playing and as well balanced as our team has been playing. We gotta have everybody hitting at the same time for us to be, you know, having outcomes like we did uh, last game. Yeah, and, and, and we mentioned earlier the revenge tour. It was really clear early in the Virginia Tech game because Duke got off to a nineteen to five lead, and it was like, okay, you know, I, Mitchell even said it after the game, like after what they did to us at Blacksburg, we wanted to punch them in the mouth, you know, right off. And so I will, I will be surprised if Duke doesn't come out, you know, with their hair on fire against the Wolfpack, because that was an even worse, more embarrassing loss over there. And uh, um, uh, it's just, it's a good trait this team is showing, again, part of their connectedness and their their growth to, to be able to do that and to be that focused on, on that, on that uh, situation. And uh, also, earlier in the year, they weren't able to, like, do, like, quick um, uh, uh, scoring burges, splurges, I'm trying to say. Um <laughs> Like against Syracuse, twenty-one to two run. Louisville, they scored thirteen points in a row. Last night, they scored eight points in a row. Then Virginia Tech scored, and they scored nine points in a row, and that's got the nineteen to five lead. And then in the second half, they came out and scored sixteen points in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's they're just they're burying teams the way classic Duke teams have normally done, right? I mean, it's really good to see. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, I was watching the game and reminded me, you know, because it's always. All the Duke teams in the past have always had that that Duke run, you know, like you know, at some point it's going to happen, and whether it be a guy getting off and hitting the three in transition that gets the whole team energized and the whole fans get around it, and all of a sudden you know it gets everybody into it. Like you said, I mean, we had three different runs last game, um, you know, eight, uh, nine, and then sixteen, which is uh, it's crazy to have those three big runs in the same game. And the fact that we actually was able to do that and play defense as well as we did, you know, it just shows us how much we came from the early part of the year to where we are now. Because you remember early part, 
we had either a great defensive game and not a not a real good offensive game, you know, or we have a good offensive game but not really a great defensive game. So now that we actually put together on both sides of the ball, it's been it's been great to see how the, like the the process has really come, you know, full circle for this team, and we really are getting it at the right time. Yeah, I mean those three runs. That's 33 consecutive points over different parts of the game. I mean, you're not going to lose if you're doing that. So it's going to be hard for somebody else to overcome that. It would take a right, great offensive right, team like Miami's right. played, you know, scores in the 80s all the time. But most teams can't overcome that, and, and Virginia Tech could. And uh, so now, actually, NC State is one that, that can. They've showed the ability to score like that too. And, uh, boy, on Saturday, they, they got their head handed to them by Clemson at home. Uh, that game was over in the first half. They were down 25 points, and Clemson really is, is – talk about teams coming on here as we talk a little bit more about the ACC. Uh, they're making a move trying to get back onto the bubble. Uh, they're, I think their net is now after 58. They moved up from the 70s with that win yesterday. It was a big win for them, so that puts them um, in there. But I want to mention one more thing about the net and the Ken Palm and all that because Miami and Virginia lost on Saturday. Duke is now the number one team in the ACC. Oh, really? and, all those, and all those metrics. Oh, okay. Uh, who would have thought, right? I mean, even better than Pitt. Yeah, Clemson, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, uh, <laughs> obviously, we, we still got to take care of uh, our own with the last two games, but it's pretty awesome to see that, you know, as much as we, the adversities that we were going through early in the year, whether it be injuries and figuring things out, being young and all the, you know, different type of things, the Virginia game, um, we actually, you know, are still fighting and it's starting to pay off for us. So it's great to hear you know, things like that are working, working in our favor. Um, but uh, kind of uh, finishing off one more thought from the, yeah. the 8-0 eight, run, 9-0 run, and the 12-0 run. Yeah. You know, we were a team that I think we saw it against uh, Notre Dame where we go on a run, and then all of a sudden we kind of just – and then somebody somebody comes in, and all of a sudden it's a game. So I don't know if you had text me. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like fingers crossed. Like, yeah, <laughs> we've we seen, you know, things like that happen before. So – but the, it's, it's great to see that uh, this team put their foot on their necks and was still doing it. It wasn't like they gave up or relaxed because we've seen games where we have relaxed and all of a sudden it became a ball game versus putting them out of their misery and taking it out like that. But it was great to see that this team kept going, kept fighting. And, you know, Jeremy Roach, he seemed to keep heading up big shots, doing that Chris Paul mid-range around the logo, yeah. you know, jump shot, you know, getting into the lane, kind of dishing it out to uh, Lively, you know, just different things like that. Like, we we see this happening, and the other team is like, all right, we are only 10 points down, then boom, 8-0 run. You know, we only, like, you know, 11 points down, then boom, it's a 9-0 run. Like, this is very deflating plays that happens during the course of the game because it's always a mental game within the game that you're playing. So when you see, you know, a big dunk or a big, you know, run, because basketball is just a, um, a game of runs, uh, having this happen is very deflating for other teams. And when this young team gets that, because once they get it, you understand, like, oh, if we can put them out early, let's put them out early. And then all of a sudden it's harder to fight back, you know, uh, against, you know, a team that's, you know, cooking hot. Yeah, because Duke was up by 11 at halftime against Virginia Tech, and they got it down to eight, you know, so it's still – Pretty good lead, but you're in the danger zone there, right? If if you right, right, they get a stop right. and get a basket, you know, it's you're that right two it. possession yeah. game, right? Yeah. So that's when Duke went on the 16-0 run. So it got down to eight, and then like, no, we're done. Like then 24 point lead, this game's over. 
you know, with like 17 points, 17 minutes to go, whatever it was, it was over. And uh, just a, just a really strong, solid performance. And they're going to need that again against NC state uh, to, to get that going. So yeah. Um, Duke is uh, now fifth in the ACC, as far as the standings uh, trying to get that top four seed. It's going to be hard to do because Virginia and Clemson are right ahead of them there. And uh, of course Duke lost to both teams. So they don't have a tiebreaker against either one. So right now, like Pittsburgh's in first place by a half a game over Miami. Uh, and then uh, Virginia and Clemson are t- next at 13 and five. They're half a game behind Miami. And then Duke's at 12 and six. So um, they, they play against each other uh, pretty, pretty soon, right? They do. Virginia, Virginia and Clemson play. Clemson, yeah. Yes. They play uh, in the midweek here. It's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So okay. one of those teams is going to lose, obviously, right? And then right. they'll be, uh, and then Duke plays NC State. NC State's right behind Duke. They're 12 and seven. Duke is 12 and six. So Duke needs to win that game to, to you know, put some space between them and the Wolf Pack. So that'll be, uh, that would pretty much clinch that NC State couldn't catch them unless uh, 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 that would be a big, they'd be a game and a half ahead of them. And that's NC State's last conference game. They don't play again after Tuesday. Okay. So okay, okay. That'll, that'll take care of that. Yeah, they're done uh, after Tuesday. And uh, so Virginia or Clemson is going to have one more loss. Uh, one of them is going to be, going to be tied with Duke. Um uh, no matter what happens, one of them has to lose that game, right? And then we go into the right. weekend and they have games right. there. So there's still a chance for Duke to pass one of those teams uh, if if they if Duke wins out the last two state and then Carolina this weekend, and then Clemson or Virginia loses their their weekend game after they play midweek. So they need some help. Is what I'm trying to say to get up to that top four top four seed to get the double by uh, in the ACC tournament. But again. All this happened this year now. Um, all the metrics, you know, Duke, you know, Ken Palm, all that stuff is is number one net, number one in the ACC, top ACC team. Now, I think they're 25th in the net, which usually the top ACC team is in the top 10 or the top 15. So it tells you a little bit about the conference this year. It's not quite as strong. But uh, again, this is where Duke wants to, they want to be the top team in the ACC going into March, and they're going to be. So kudos to kudos to the work the team's done. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, the main goal is to get that double buy. You know, that's a little bit different than when I played because we only had, you know, a single buy, you know, back when I played. But now with all the teams that came in, you want to get that double buy. Um, you know, I think uh, that will actually help us, you know, with uh, recovery, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then also just an extra day or two to maybe just kind of fine tune some things, you know, going into the tournament. So I think that would be a great thing, obviously. You know, uh, we are in the position we are right now, so we got to take care of our own uh, destiny and not put ourselves in a position like we did against uh, Virginia and have somebody else kind of take the game for us from us. So, um, yeah, although that you know we should have been you know thirteen and not twelve right now, it is what it is right now. So we got to actually take care of that. So once we uh, do that, we got NC State to kind of uh, back up our next game of a revenge tour and then going into the Carolina game. And you know, figure things out after that. Yeah, um, that Virginia game still is stuck in the craw of a lot of people at Duke, obviously. And you know, it's reminded me that like, if that game had gone the way it was supposed to, Duke would be in a double buy situation right now. They'd be ahead of those correct. teams. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and you wouldn't have to worry yes. about the tiebreaker with Virginia because you'd have the win over them. And correct. Correct. You no, know, you can. Your mind can go there, and it's not. It's not a long stretch because it's. It was reality. You know, it's what happened. Right. Right. Uh, they messed up. Flip should have been at the line. 75% free throws. All you do is make one free throw and Duke was going to win. Right. Right. Uh, right. So anyway, uh, that's, you know, we talk about they've won seven out of nine. 
that was one of the losses. I mean, really, it's like eight out of nine. That's it's uh, yeah, even better. yeah, 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 <laughs> even even better. I mean, uh, if the ACC want to, you know, really come in on their words, I'm like, it was a foul. Then hey, here's a time, but hey, <laughs> go ahead and uh, <laughs> put us in that top four, no matter what. You know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Move them on up there. <laughs> Um, one more thing about the revenge tour that I found out, uh, talking with, uh, uh, Mike to George at Duke last night, the SID, he said that, uh, going back like 20 years, I think it was back to the 0203 season that when somebody's beaten Duke the first time and Duke plays them again, they're 21 and three Duke is 21 and three in those games. And, um, so getting revenge is something that happens. Seriously, a lot of times. And when the second game is at home, Duke is 18 and 0 in those situations, including that. And last night was another added to that list. Okay. Okay. So, well, and you, you were part of that too. You were part of that. Part yeah. Of the yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we can keep that, uh, that trend going. Uh, I don't want to jinx us or anything like that, but I hope we can keep that trend going. But, you know, that's, that's great to hear that, you know, um, that is something that we kind of take uh, to heart. You know, we don't like losing. We don't like losing, especially at home. But if we do lose uh, to a, a conference game, uh, I know Coach K did a great job of always kind of that week coming up, reminding us, you know, what guys were doing, taking uh, quotes out of a paper and like, hey, you know, put it in your locker. You didn't kind of give you extra motivation. So, you know, you're not just hearing it from the coach. You've seen it. You're reading it. Oh, this is what he's saying. Oh, he thought he was doing something. Oh, yeah, we're going to be ready. So we over like, oh, is it Tuesday yet? Is it Tuesday? Yeah, you know, like you know that type of thing. So we have extra motivation. So I'm sure uh, John probably uh, you know took a, a page out of Coach K's uh, you know book and everything, and kind of did the same thing, especially with last game. Now going into a interstate game uh, this coming up Tuesday. Yeah, like Jerquavian Smith after they beat uh, in uh, Wake Forest last week, uh, NC State did. He was going off saying, "Hey, we're the best team in the state. Has anybody else got a five and one record against the other teams? No, we're the best one." And he's right by numbers. Right, Duke lost to. Lost one game to Wake and one game to State, so, but this is Duke's chance to, to, to even that or to get you know. Yeah, I mean, I believe uh, I'm not sure if it was him or, but you know, after they beat us, you know, Duke had uh, some sunglasses on, and I'm like, oh, this is what we doing? Like, <laughs> we <laughs> we think uh, we like this big time NBA star and things like that. Like where we we got the sunglasses on, we over there doing press conference. I'm like, act like y'all won before, but you know that's how it is. You know, when you actually get a chance to beat Duke. You know, it's always a, a big thing. So they try to make a big production about it. But the fact that, you know, these dude was, you know, I, I don't know if it's that same guy now. It was, was like, yeah. It was. Yeah. And he was too cool uh, coming out here in press conference. Like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Extra motivation. Keep, keep, keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> you still got to come back to us. <laughs> and he was wearing those sunglasses last week when he made that comment about being yep. the best team in the state, yep. by the way. Yep. Just to go. complete the picture for everybody. Yeah, yep. there you go. So. There you go. So I'm sure uh, uh, John might have some pictures of him in the locker room, just kind of like, you know, what is quotes? <laughs> it just things like that. So I'm sure it's going to be some extra motivation, but then again, I don't think we need extra motivation because we, we felt that sting. And that was the first part before we went to uh, Miami, then the players meeting we yeah. and played well with the Virginia and that happened, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a story this week in the paper about, uh, and online, uh, if people want to go back and read it about that meeting after the Miami game, where uh, I talked to Jacob Grandison about it and he was, uh, instrumental in that and uh, along with Roach obviously but another veteran player uh, of college experience Grandison who said and you know how it goes like the come to Jesus meeting people call it come to Jesus right, he said right. it wasn't that it was more like just tell us why you're here what do you, what do you want to get out of this what why are, why are you here and he said everybody went around the room and, and said it 
so that everybody heard it. And it wasn't like it was dramatic, really dramatic talk, but it was more just like we shared this information so everybody knows where everybody stands. They're all on the same page. And sometimes that's all it takes, right? Just a little conversation like that. Accountability. Accountability. You know, uh, everybody knows what you're doing. So I'm going to hold you accountable for your actions. And you're going to hold me accountable for mine because I said, this is what I want to do. And you said, this is what you want to do. So we know each other's goals and we know each other's team goals. So now there's no secrets or any hidden agendas. Like, this is what we're trying to do. And I'm, I'm glad to see that they had a, a young team that actually had this conversation. And apparently, it, 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 I'll say apparently, it did work. It just, you know, it got taken from us with the Virginia game. But it yeah. did work. And I say it still did work because we're, you know, six. We won six out of the last eight. Seven out of nine. No, se- se- seven out of nine. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A four-game winning streak and a three-game winning streak and those two yeah. losses Yeah. Um, in between there. And, right, remember uh, – just to go back to Virginia game again for a second. After that Miami game, I wondered, I think we all wondered, how are they going to come out and play at Virginia after getting smoked like that at Miami? And, I mean, I, I went there thinking this could be an ugly game. I mean, the way Virginia plays defense, the way Duke turns the ball over and doesn't shoot well, this could be a big loss. And instead, Duke, you know, played well enough to win the game, you know, without it being taken from him. So uh, that really did make a difference. And, uh, uh, you know, when again, when you have a young team like this with, uh, it's happened for you know several years now at Duke when you have guys that are looking to go to the NBA the next year. Um, that's what you want to know. Like, what are you here for? Are you just here to get ready for the NBA? Okay, well then we'll take we'll treat you accordingly. You know, but um, obviously they are they want to get ready for the NBA. But the main thing was they all said they wanted to win. They came here to win. Right. They came right, here to win right. and hang banners. That's what they wanted right, to do. Right. So I mean, once we once the team wins, everybody is you know eating off that. So. Everybody wants to be associated as a winner, and that's the one thing you want to do. You don't, we don't. Duke does a really good jo- a good job of not you know recruiting selfish players, and I think you know that's something that always ties into the tradition of Duke and Duke basketball and the Duke program, where we have guys with good heads on their shoulders and they buy into what we are all you know believing in, and not setting up for just you know your team right now right now. It's the whole brotherhood about like, you no, know, this is what we're going to go back to. Uh, we always come back to, you know, Duke and Cameron and home, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, be a part of it, whether you play generations before or, you know, you know, close by that, that, that thing. So I think that's a uh, pretty awesome for um, the, the fact that Duke players and coach on Shire is now taking over what, you know, coach K was, you know, you know, doing as well, but you kind of mentioned uh, with the, uh, the turnovers, this is now two, two games. We have single-digit uh, turnovers. Yep. That's pretty, yeah, so we over here <laughs> taking care of the ball now, too. So imagine, you know, keeping that, you know, number down as well as us shooting heavy, I mean, uh, high percentage. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really clicking at the right time. That's the that's the most beautiful part about this. Three out of the last four games, Duke's had single-digit turnovers, and uh, including going back to Notre Dame. And they had, oh. I think, 11 or 12 just against Syracuse. Which the zone feeds itself into turnovers. Right, so, right. but um, but that even that is lower than you know twenty two or twenty four like they had. Remember, we had a lot of games with twenty plus. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we've said all, all along, if they could just control the turnovers, this could be a pretty good offensive team. They were just giving away the ball too much, and uh, it's 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 made the difference. So, all right. So now we'll see again. NC State on Tuesday night. Duke's going to try to finish off an undefeated home record, fifteen and zero right now. One more home game, NC State. That'll be sixteen and zero. Uh, Shire will be the first coach in Duke history 
to go undefeated at home in his first year as coach. So that's something to shoot for. And then we'll have another episode uh, coming out on Friday uh, leading into the, the regular season finale down the road uh, against uh, at Chapel Hill, uh, which there'll be plenty to talk about with that one. But um, the thing is Duke's got to you know, keep this momentum going into that game because we saw the Tar Heels. They beat Virginia. They're it's like that that uh, meme about uh, the guy, the wrestler in a coffin. Like I'm alive, you know. Like when he pops out, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. They're not That's dead. Right. The, the Undertaker, yeah. Yes, the Undertaker, yeah, <laughs> Undertaker, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll talk about that next time. But anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Appreciate believe uh, uh, Bet Online sponsoring the Believe in Duke podcast and all our regular listeners. Love, uh, love y'all for for listening to us every week or our two episodes. And Sheldon, uh, we'll have plenty to talk about in our next episode. So everybody, join us in. All right, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.